0: Chapter 1. For the Want of a Rug It was the first day of filming on Stage 26 at Burbank Studios in Burbank, California, June 28, 1972. I had one scene in the opening episode. It was in the Ike Godsey General Merchandise Store. I was selling penny candy to the Walton kids as they made their way home from school. But my story as to how I became Ike Godsey started months earlier. In October of 1971, my daughter Erin was born to Louise and me. It was in the second year of owning my own real estate office, and business was good. I had twelve salespeople working for me, and the future looked exciting. If I kept my nose to the grindstone, our financial future was secure. I told Louise my idea. My acting career, which had sputtered and stammered for years, was about to be put to sleep. I had been balancing my life between acting and selling real estate for ten years, but now the real estate future was brilliant, and I was in charge of great possibilities. My contract with my agent had expired, and the time was right. Louise and I agreed that to continue my acting career was an exercise in futility. I still believed that I had talent, and my work experience was quite extensive, but I had been following the bouncing ball of the actor's life for nineteen years— and had very little financially to show for my dedication other than some pleasant memories. The die was cast. I would no longer pursue the elusive quest. One sunny day in early May of 1972, I was sitting in my Van Nuys, California office, writing ads which would appear in the local papers in the coming weekend. The phone rang, and my secretary informed me by buzzer that the call was for me. My ex-agent was on the line. She was all excited that Pam Polifroni, a casting director who had used me in TV shows for years, had called and wanted me to go on an interview for a new series, which was untitled at that moment. I politely informed her that my mind was still made up. I had retired as an actor. I would go on no interviews, period. She worked on me, telling me that Pam had called her. They wanted to meet me that it was a series starting on June 28th and sold for 13 weeks. She told me that I was a fool not to go on the audition. What could you lose by spending one hour against the possibilities of a long-running TV program? She succeeded in wooing me from my business-oriented attitude. The interview was set at 11.30 to the following day at CBS TV Center, a television studio that used to be called Republic Pictures. The next day, at approximately eleven-fifteen, I pulled into the studio lot and was given directions where to park from the guard at the gate. I can still remember my thoughts as I walked toward the office. I knew that the role was a country storekeeper. I kind of practiced my country drawl, which I had used many times. "'Howdy, ma'am. What can I do for you? Anything else you need? How about some yams? I got them on special. That'll be two dollars sixteen "'Y'all come back now?' I smiled to myself as I readily prepared myself for whatever. As I entered the casting office, I gazed upon the same faces that I had been meeting at casting offices for years. We all had played the sidekick to the leading man dozens of times. Several guys remarked that they hadn't seen me in quite a while. I laughed and made some comment about being too busy to go on interviews. We all lied to each other about how popular we were— I put my name on the sign-in sheet and learned that there was no script. It was just a general interview. That usually meant that there would be a callback later on when they had a script. As I awaited my turn, I was getting negative. They were taking my valuable time away from my lucrative business. I chided myself to stay positive. I had agreed to take the interview, so give it my best shot. Apparently I was the last actor called because no one else arrived after me.